This week on Texas Tells, we're sorting through the end of the good old days for Bluebell Creameries. We'll speak to Dr. Jay Neal and Houston Press staff writer Diana Ray about the ins and outs of the ice cream company's Listeria outbreak. You're listening to Texas Tells. I'm Tori Summerman. First, here's the news. 113 cases of Cyclospora, a parasite transmitted by eating contaminated water or food, have been reported in Texas, with 101 cases in the past two weeks. The disease is growing rapidly, especially in Travis County, where 52 patients have been diagnosed with the intestinal illness. The symptoms include diarrhea, loss of appetite, weight loss, abdominal cramping, nausea, and prolonged fatigue. Cyclospora is not typically transferred from person to person, but through tainted raw fruits and vegetables. Texas health officials recommend thoroughly washing produce, but note that the parasite is difficult to wash off and rinsing may not entirely reduce risk of infection. This is the third year in a row that Texas has had a Cyclospora outbreak, which in past years was traced to tainted cilantro. The Texas Department of Health Services is attempting to track down the source of this year's strain, but identification can be difficult because patients are infected 7 to 10 days before symptoms occur. The state of Texas and Farmers Insurance reached a settlement agreement this month, 13 years after Texas filed its lawsuit against the insurance company for overcharging its policyholders. Farmers must pay a refund totaling $84.4 million to its policyholders on top of a 6.8% reduction that has already been implemented. All told, the settlement amounts to $127.5 million, but did not require farmers to admit any wrongdoing. Judge Scott Jenkins expressed a desire to end the dispute after having the case on his docket since 2002. However, interveners in the case claim the settlement does not go far enough. While the Texas Department of Insurance reported that farmers overcharged policyholders by 12 to 18 percent, the settlement only returned 6.8 percent to policyholders. Consumer groups also noted that the settlement did not include interest on the sums that farmers wrongfully collected from its customers 13 years ago. freezers are empty, the cartons are dry, the parking lot is abandoned. After 108 years in business, Bluebell Creameries is closed until further notice. Depending on how you see it, the story starts in February, when South Carolina Department of Health and Environmental Control tested a box of chocolate chip country cookie sandwiches for listeria. After the ice cream tested positive for the bacteria, which can cause food poisoning or meningitis, Bluebell withdrew the products made on the Country Cookies machine. But as the days went on, Bluebell withdrew an ever-growing number of its products until five hospital patients in Kansas were diagnosed with listeriosis linked to Bluebell products. Bluebell issued a recall of all of its products on April 20th, but only after three of the Kansas patients passed away. However, to many food experts, the story starts years before South Carolina officials tested the Country Cookie. According to a recent report released by the Food and Drug Administration, Bluebell Creameries has tested positive for listeria since 2013. And since strains of listeria are as unique as a fingerprint, officials were able to link Bluebell to listeria patients as far back as 2010. 
The FDA completed its investigation in June, concluding that Bluebell products infected 10 people with listeria since 2010, and three patients died as a result. Despite initially claiming that there would be no layoffs, the ice cream company furloughed 1,400 employees and laid off 1,450 in May. There is no word on when the Texas Creamery will once again be open for business. Today, we'll talk to Dr. Jay Neal, a food safety professor at the University of Houston, about Bluebell's steps before and after the outbreak. Then, we'll talk to Houston Press journalist Diana Ray about the company's extensive layoffs and the impact on Bluebell's hometown of Brenham. First, we go to Dr. Neal to sort through the end of the good old days for Bluebell Creameries. Uh, I understand the FDA only has recommendations for facilities on listeria and not regulations. Why is that? You know, what the, the FDA has is a zero tolerance for it. So if the plant tests for it and they find it, they have to report it. If you look for it, you'll find it. So it's basically kind of the responsibility of the processor to use best practices. How difficult is it to eliminate listeria in a factory as large as bluebells? It's rough. It's really, really rough. So really, you know, bluebell has to do due diligence and take their time to make sure that, you know, they're they're testing food contact surfaces, non-food contact surfaces to make sure that they're getting you know, they're not picking it up at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, now Bluebell has an agreement with the state uh, in, of Texas and a lot of other states about how they're going to deal with this in the future. Uh, they have to test their end product. They have to meet certain standards. Uh, why wasn't that in place before? I've looked at the FDA reports, and some of the things that the, that the inspectors found, they didn't follow up with it. They didn't address the issues. For example, they had, you know, so again, listeria grows in, in moist conditions, which can be the floor drains or can also be in condensate in the air conditioning units. If you've got condensate dripping in the buckets in the ice cream containers, you need to do something about that. Something as simple as moving the buckets, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it kept showing up over and over and over again. So the FDA should come in and say, okay, look, we found this a couple of times. Why aren't you addressing this? You know, what have you done to fix it? And they may say, well, we moved it. You know, I, I can't speak for, for Bluebell, but condensate in a lot of these refrigerated units, it's, it's you know, the air conditioning is dripping all the time. You still have to come up with a way to, to, to fix that. So really, I put that back on Bluebell. So what can the FDA or the state health department do to enforce it so they don't just ignore the report? Well, right now, they're going to have much more frequent inspections. Mm-hmm. You know, the frequency of the inspection is going to have to to increase. At the same time, though, Bluebell really has to improve their food safety culture. You know, and, and and we see this with companies that have had outbreaks before where people have died. You look at Jack in the Box. You know, Jack in the Box killed five children in 1993. They have probably one of the most progressive food safety cultures there is now in the industry. Bluebell needs to take on that role. They need to be the industry leader by. You know, from the top down, the customer safety is their priority, not just in saying it, but in their actions. Okay, so you're talking about how, like, they need to change their food safety culture. But you discussed how this happens after an outbreak. Is there a way to stop this before three people die? Well, with this with improved culture, yeah, you, you would have, you know, perpetual training of all employees. In, in retail, the, the turnover rate's really high. And, and, you know, in in Brenham or in these other plants, the turnover is not that high. So you can continually 
have training for these employees and go deeper. Let's look at temperature control or cold chain management. Let's look at you know, having a workshop on Listeria so the employees truly understand how this affects people. So really the amount of training on a regular basis that really sets the standard of what the priority of the corporation is. And that really protects the customer more than anything else. And that has to come from the top. You know, so mm-hmm. what we saw was the, okay, the plants, the plants shut down and they said, we're going to do extensive training. Great. You need to continue that over time. Mm-hmm. So I have two questions off of that answer. Uh, first, they tested positive for Listeria since 2013, and yet they didn't shut down the plant. They only cleaned the non-food contact surface areas and then the Listeria would come back. How is that approach? Yeah. In your uh, opinion. In my opinion, that should have been the, the red flag to say we've got to stop something. Because, like, okay, great. You, you find it once. You make some corrections. Maybe you think you solved the problem. But it kept recurring. So the solution's not working. And I can't figure this out. Maybe they need to change their chemical sanitizers, the the frequency of the sanitizers. I, I, I can't speak to that, honestly, Tori. It, it, it really baffles me is why they chose that route. You know, there were opportunities to fix it. And, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that they, they chose not to, but maybe they ignored it or they just didn't react fast enough. So if changing our food safety culture, you can't just fiat that. What is the best solution, in your opinion, for preventing something like this from ever happening in the first place? You're not going to prevent it from ever happening. It's it's going to happen periodically. As tragic as that is, uh, we would like to say that it's never going to happen again. Uh, It's going to happen again. Uh, We get better. We get smarter. um, We we implement best practices. So as a state even if it's convincing companies to have a better food safety culture how do how do we accomplish that how do we convince other companies to fix this problem before it gets this big well right now i think there's a knee-jerk reaction in the industry because nobody wants to be the next bluebell mm-hmm. so a lot of companies are looking very diligently what do we need to do to prevent this from happening that's you know that that's the natural reaction a lot of times companies that have these large outbreaks don't survive it's going to be really interesting to see how Bluebell survives. I, I have never seen in 20 years of doing this, I've never seen uh, the community outreach or outpouring of support for a company that's killed people like this before. You know, uh, what makes me crazy is, is when you see people on Facebook that's saying, when's it coming back? I'm like, guys, let them take their time to do it right. You know, I've actually seen reports of people selling old cartons of, of Bluebell on eBay. Mm-hmm. Look, if the company has pulled the product off the shelf, they don't want you to have it for a reason. And I don't think the average consumer realizes how serious this could be and how, how sick you're going to be. It's not worth it. Okay. So how do you compare Bluebell's effort to prevent a listeria outbreak to other factories? Bluebell should have done something better, sooner, differently. And I, and I can't say to what that was. It's just if you look at it, the, the the history of the trace back of what happened it just seems like they could have moved faster or, or, or come up with a better solution or even just ask for help you know in, in terms of uh, getting it solved while bluebell attempts to clean up the mess it's made locals in the company's hometown of brenham and customers across texas are rallying behind the 108 year old creamery 
we talked to Houston Press reporter Diana Ray about what her article called a sticky mess for Bluebell and the people of Brenham. So what stood out to you most when reporting this story? You have perspectives from almost every person involved in this story, and what stood out to you most? Um, Well, I was fascinated by actually all the different perspectives, Um, but what stood out was that intense loyalty, like just unquestioning to, to... to a company that it seems like at least must have known based on, you know, the FDA reports that they had listeria years ago and didn't fix it. But people don't seem to question that, that it just it's really I've never seen anything like it. You talked about how Bluebell has now laid off 1,450 of their 3,900 employees and furloughed 1,400. What do you think the local reaction in Brenham is to layoffs? Actually, one of the most interesting things I've ever seen, because it's incredibly supportive if that makes sense like yeah, it yeah. wouldn't expect that but people there love they love the cruzy family they love bluebell they are completely loyal i never i didn't find a single person who would say anything except for positive things and oh well obviously paul cruzy just had some you know issues and but he's going to do the right thing and it's all going to be okay like that's how they look at it so as the unemployment goes on do you think that they'll continue to rally behind the cruz family uh, it seems like it. I mean, because when you think about it, this is the first layoff they've ever, they've ever experienced like this. It's, you know, our version or their version, I guess, of like a, a little mini Great Depression down there. You know, I mean, they, they've just still been completely loyal to this point. I mean, I, I if it, with all the things coming out from the FDA, with all the reports coming out, there's not been any question. I was down there in the middle when all that was being you know first reported and no one said anything but happy things. So, yeah, I mean, probably. So what's the discussion of the Listeria outbreak down there like? Do they discuss the three people that were killed because of this or any of the infections? What's the discussion about? Um, the discussion is about the people who are unemployed. It's about the town never having gone through this. It's about how good the Cruzy family is. It's about how good Bluebell is. The people who are sick, who got sick and who died, don't get talked about. There seems to be less of a focus on those who died in Bluebell's press release and public reaction and even in some reporting. Why do you think that is? Um, because it's hard to track them down. It's hard to put names and faces to these people because, you know, the CDC doesn't release those names. Uh, most of them have not been discovered as far. I mean, and actually a lot of times the people who had listeria probably don't know it. The CDC doesn't tend to come back and say, well, you know, that ice cream we took from you and those swabs we tested, here's what you had and here's where you got it from. They actually don't do that. They don't consider that to be their job from what I understand. And so, they're not in the public eye. They're not in the public consciousness, whereas that ice cream is off the shelves. I think it's easy to forget. So the loyalty of Bluebell seems to extend beyond Brenham. Uh, you told the story of cartons of ice cream sold for $10,000 on eBay and people hoarding ice cream. Uh, consumers have been warned to avoid the ice cream, but many aren't. What do you attribute this to? Um, I don't know. Maybe. I know I grew up you know, in Texas, and of course that's you know, that whole thing about the country's best, you know, little little creamery in Brenham. It's it's a brand around here and there's a lot of brand loyalty. And maybe people believe that somehow it's just almost like the Ghostbusters marshmallow man. You know, it's like I'm just thinking of the most benign thing that couldn't possibly ever hurt me. And you're like, well, but if it's, you know, either a 200 foot tall marshmallow man or Syria, it could. Texas Tells is a production of Texas Watch, a nonpartisan consumer watchdog group based in Austin, Texas. You can find us at www.texaswatch.org. All the music for Texas Tells was recorded in-house by Deputy Director Ware Wendell.